Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show dedicated to giving you behind-the-scenes access into the lives of your favorite players. Today, Josh Hader joins the show to talk about his love for hunting, how he became a dominant closer, and how sliding into the DMs changed his life. I'm your host, Trevor Bauer, and this is the Bauer Bites Podcast. What's up, man? What is going on? Tell him, brother. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. You too. Thanks for having me. How's everything going? Cannot complain. Everything's going good. What about yourself? Uh, going pretty well. There you go. How, uh, how are you adjusting to the new pitching coach? Oh, hooky. Love him, love him. Yeah. So he was actually my pitching coach in AA. So oh, okay. we have, it, it's pretty awesome. You know, you have that relationship. Sick. Especially when I just came over from a different organization. Yeah, how was that, by the way? It was good. Cause you've bounced, you've been in three organizations now. Yeah, three: the so, Orioles, Houston, and uh, Brewers. Now, what was uh, what what are the like, what are the differences? Would you say like? Do you... Uh, for the Orioles, I wasn't in there too long. I was probably half a season, and oh, then wow. uh, Houston. I loved Houston, and then you know Milwaukee was kind of the same same like format, I'd guess, very commutative and, um, you know, let you know what, what was going on. Yeah. Uh, you were in, did you play in, because Houston's in, double A's in, Houston, in Texas, right? With the yeah, Corpus, yep. We played there in 2009, I think, in Love college. It was a great stadium. Yeah, that's where I met my lovely fiance, so. Hey, that's a great place. place. Yep. I always remember that one. Yep. How'd you guys meet? From there, uh, she actually worked there, and we, um, you know, I tried talking to her every now and then, and just blew me off. <laughs> and you know, I just kept trying. Ended up uh, sliding in her DMs, and that was the way to, to talk to her. That's right. Yeah. New age. The DMs are always open. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, though. That's awesome. Kind of taboo, I guess, on her end, right? Working for the team, so yeah, I understand, but. Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. What, uh, so Houston has a reputation of being like super analytical and whatnot. Did, did you sense much of a difference like being there or? Um, not really. Uh, so both, both teams really did the analytics. I never really uh, focused too, too much into it. Um, you know, I feel like um, for me personally, I didn't know how to analyze that and change, you know, really how... Oh. Oh snap! Man. And uh, change. Man. Thank you, sir. You bet, Enjoy. Thank you. Yeah. So I, you know, really didn't know how to take that and use that for you know my personal, you know. So what's your, what's your uh, what's your mindset then? You just my, tuck it. Yeah. Just you know, obviously there's a little bit more to it. I mean, you know, as a pitcher, but for me, it's you know. You can control what you can control and, um, you know, stick to your strengths. And, you know, as you repeat your delivery, you know, that's going to, you're going to feel more in tune with your body the more you repeat something. And right. I think it's just more for me being consistent mm -hmm. throughout my delivery, pitches, and even mindset. What was it like when you got the call that you were, you'd been traded? Did you know it was going to happen? Was it kind of like take you by surprise the first time? 
Oh, the first time I had no idea. Did um, you get drafted by one team and you like expect to be there? Like, oh, this is sick. I'm an Oriole. Or like, it was for me, it was the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, uh, you're no longer. <laughs> we shipped you out. Yep, he gone. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was like uh, my first full season, so I actually didn't even know. <laughs> I mean. Didn't even know you could really get traded that early in your career. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dang, I didn't even get a full season in yet and shipping me away. But it was great. You know, I got to meet a bunch of new guys and, and really learn more about myself. You know, mm-hmm. you get different organizations, do different things. And um, for me, I was able to, you know, take something from the Orioles and early on, which really helped me, you know, mechanically stay in tune with my upper half and lower half. And that kind of helped me develop as, you know, the pitcher I am today. So, you know, and then going into Houston and, you know, meeting all those guys and just learning from other players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was really the set point that helped me out is, you know, having that competition where Houston was uh, the minor leagues in that yeah. at that time. I mean, every guy was unbelievable. So it was just naturally just competing with those guys internally. You were, a, you were a starter, right? I was. And when did you, conver- were you with Milwaukee when you converted to a reliever or? Yep. Yeah, okay. Who did you play with in Houston? Like who was in your rotation in the minor leagues? We had McCullers, uh, Velasquez. Um, who else did we have? You had Ken Emanuel. Um, who else? Off the top of my head, I can't really fully remember everybody, but um, Whitley was. I mean, we behind had, you, right? What was that? Whitley was behind you, like Whitley. Forrest Whitley. You didn't play with him. He was. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. No. It was. It was a solid. Uh, Mark Appel too, as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mark Appel was there about as Mark well. Appel. Then we had. Um, yeah, that's all I can remember right now. He was nasty coming out of college. Yeah, he threw hard. Gas, good slider. Were you throwing as hard as a starter? Or did you like see that velo bump when you went to the pen? Mm. It was mixed. So more so, you know, you get those one or two that you kind of jump up in velo. But, you know, I kind of stayed in like the 89, like 92, 93. That low? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so I was... I guess my mindset was a little different, more so just as a starter, I was trying to get, mm-hmm. I guess, through the game. And then as a reliever, it was like, let it eat and see how long you can you can let it eat for. Seems like you let it eat for quite a few innings last postseason. <laughs> yeah, luckily I was able to, I mean, it's, it's you know, a long year, so yeah, being able to do sure. it for that long, it was, it was definitely like, you had to be in tune with your body. Yeah, no doubt about that. Playoffs is a different thing, though. You get all the adrenaline rush, everything like that. So it takes away. Yeah, it takes all the pain away. <laughs> it's no pain. That's right. You're just going out and competing. How was that? Uh, how was that reception when you played your first game in Milwaukee? They go nuts. That stadium gets loud when yeah, the roofs close. That stadium is loud. You know when. You know, you got all them screaming and domes closed. It just echoes, and it's just like it. You kind of feel the bass in in it a little bit, if that if that you could feel it. You played in uh, Oakland yet? 
No, I haven't. This would be the f we play AL West this year, so oh. that'd be the first time I heard it's one to be a part of. <laughs> they got the best bass in the entire league. In the sound system there? Mm -hmm. Well, I would hope so. That That's place rocks. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, like, I noticed that there's a couple guys that'll have, like, uh, Tupac or, like, kind of old-school rap yeah. walk-ups that have, like, that heavy bass line. Yeah. Uh, bumps. That's pretty Can't cool. Can't go wrong with that. And they got, the, uh, they got the drum line out there in left field, or uh, really? right field, like, banging on drums the entire game. What? Yeah. It's like a little group of, like, Five or six guys that bring drums in there and they like start chants and have signs that they hang over. It's almost like a Friday night football game in high school. <laughs> I'm gonna have to experience that. Yeah, I'm it's kind of interesting. About that. Um, they got who was it? It was uh, Stephen Vote. All voter. Yeah, <laughs> he's I, the man. Like I believe in Stephen Vote. They'd always yeah. chant that as they're banging on the drums oh, okay. every time he came up. You have to ask him about it one day. See what his I don't know what his no, he, on were, but he told us about that. <laughs> We were talking because I was wondering. I was like, "How? Do, why? Why do people always say I believe in Steven Vote?" And I'm like, "Then he told me the backstory." I'm like, "That's great." Now it all adds up. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Where else? Uh, where else have you not played? Where, what stadiums do you have to get? Mm. You got all the NL ones, right? I believe so. Yeah. And then I think it's mostly AL. Yeah, Cleveland. All the, all the Central, and did you play the East last year? No, two years ago, but I didn't really make it the full. I think we just played the Yankees, and then I want to say that was the only people we played in that division. We played everybody. The Orioles came to us. That's big league, Yankees. Yeah, that, they do it right over they there. They do it real. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's my favorite stadium I've ever played at. Really? Yeah, so far, I, I mean, besides Milwaukee, obviously, because – Yes. You got it. It's the atmosphere that they bring, and, and the dome is no other. But the way the Yankees do it, yeah. I mean, visiting clubhouse inside, it just it's like a grocery store in there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, they got like six different fridges with all sorts of drinks, and then the getaway day spread is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, sushi bar, prime rib, oh, fillets, like all the whole deal. Pretty crazy. Yeah, they do it right. Yeah. No doubt. What uh, what's travel like? In because I know for travel for us is pretty good because we're kind of centrally located. Yeah, know, same with us. It's similar. not too too bad. I mean, the longest flight you may get is four hours, and that's to L.A. But you're getting the hours back. Yeah. And then to the East Coast, two and a half maybe. Yeah. So it's pretty central, which is obviously you. I mean, you got it too. It's yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Definitely makes it easier. Yeah, we'll have like, I mean, shoot, our flight to Detroit is 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's like, easy. Yeah, right there. It's a so. breeze. And we bus to Chicago, so. You bus to Chicago? Yeah, sometimes. How I mean, far is like that bus ride? It's like, I want to say it, I could be wrong, maybe f two hours, maybe? Mm -hmm. A little bit under two. That's not terrible. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. It's a quick little drive. We're three hours from, well, I guess three and a half by the time you drive up to our hotel, so I guess that makes sense. Because we stay, like, way up north when we play Detroit. But you guys have your own plane or you charter? Charter, or yeah. Charter. Yeah. yeah. Same with us. We got United. Sometimes we get TVs, sometimes not, <laughs> depending on what plane we get. Yeah, I started sticking to the Nintendo Switch. Oh, you got a Switch? Yeah. What do you play? Uh, Mario Kart. We actually started playing Mario Party, so... 
And we found out from our, our good friend that you can do 2v2 in the Mario uh -oh. Party. It changes the game. <laughs> Big time. The game. How many, you got guys on the team to play and like? Uh, Suter plays. Um, I'm not too too sure of anybody else. Maybe Salad oh, Saladino bought one too. Okay. Because when we did the Mario Kart here, he was like, I got to practice. <laughs> so he went out and got one. That's sick. Yeah, you guys play out on planes or? Uh, I'm going to try and get like a whole little Mario Party thing going on or Mario Kart. You bring like a monitor to hook it up to? No, it's just, you can literally just take it off and it's like a little mini yeah. TV. We had, uh, it was AAA, we had a bunch of guys that were big into, I forget what game it was, uh, but they would bring their Xbox and they had this little like suitcase travel yeah. kit where they'd like fold it open and there's a screen they would put right there and the yeah. old gaming system. And they didn't like the screen that was in the suitcase. So they actually bought, like a t they went and measured between the bus seats and they bought a TV that was wide Perfect. enough. So they would wedge it in between. No way. So like everyone would file onto the bus, they'd sit next to each other, they'd wedge it in between the seats, and then you couldn't walk up and down the aisle <laughs> until they were done playing because they didn't want you to interrupt their game. So we had guys like hopping over the seats, oh, over man. guys' heads, like trying to get to the front or whatever, and they have this thing wedged in between the seats and they're just locked in. You a uh, you a Beats guy, Sony, Bose? Uh, a little bit of everything, I guess. Now I'm just on those like AirPod things because they're oh, so yeah. convenient. But yeah, I like odd. Bose. Yeah, the Bose is normally what I go noise canceling. Mm -hmm. But I'm not too too picky. Yeah, as long as I can hear the music. That's right. <laughs> I guess with a wide variety too, you can't really like specify your headphones to the type of music like some of them have much more much better bass response yeah. some a little bit more treble stuff like that yeah the beats are pretty good with the bass yeah for sure i had uh i have those in-ear like they wrap around your ear like the beats wireless yeah yeah um because i wear them like while i'm actually playing catch in the outfield where do you put your phone uh i put my phone in my back pocket Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, That's I got the phone idea. in the back pocket, the headphones in, so I'm like warming up. I used to wire it, yeah. and then the wire's hanging around, it gets caught on my arm and like rips out, my headphones go flying like 15 feet, and I gotta walk over there and plug what it back in. What a time to be alive with wireless technology. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but uh, the, little, the little balls that are on the ends of the speaker, um, like when I was traveling, they got ripped off. Uh -huh. um, so I had to get some replacements, but the only place that had replacements were like these cheap $10 like foam ones. And they just like made the bass like overpowering. I couldn't hear the rest of the song, it was all just bass. So I had to figure out how to go like in my iPod. Yeah, I still have an iPod by the way. Not even. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And uh, I had to figure out how to go and address the bass levels the and EQ treble and, and the that. EQs and all that. Yeah. Golly. It took me like 20 minutes to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Take your whole warm up. Figure what you got to yeah. do. Yeah. Pretty brutal. I have a hunting company called Trigging Outdoors. Me and three other my buddies from Maryland, we started this company. And what we try to do is we're making a show, trying to make it to where we have um, episodes of, you know, our style, like, Basically for me, you know, showing what I do off the field um, and, you know, really what my relaxation goes to. And so the drone, that's what kind of get the B-roll of, you know, walking to the stand or actually when I was fishing, I was fishing a couple other uh, days ago and started flying, just had to follow me and yep. just go down fishing. That's sweet. You don't really have to worry about You ever about seen much. the videos of the, of like, casting with the drone? Like yeah. they fly it out over a school of fish and just drop the bait. 
Yeah, I saw that. It was like a someone dropped. It was a squid or something like that. Yeah, dropped on a like shark. Or, yeah, that's all that. Yeah, just like on shore, just like reeling him in. Like I that's mean, uh, that's cheating. <laughs> is it though? It's not. Or is it it's just? Not. It's smart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just a hyper predator using insane smartness to like eat and just. That's be crazy. Uh, yeah, that's insane. I saw that. Yeah. What uh? So you take pictures, obviously, with the drone. Yeah. What got you into that? Um, so AAA, we had a guy named uh, Red. He's our trainer. So he's still with us with the Brewers. But um, obviously starting the hunting company got me into, you know, taking pictures. But he was really big in just in general, like learning the camera and all that. So I learned more um, into, like, photography and the ISOs and, and how to do the settings and whatnot. And that's yep. what, after that, that intrigued me. And it was all, like, just going out, being able to just... You know, so we were in Colorado, so, you know, the scenery there is beautiful. Dude, it's unbelievable out there. Yeah, so it just gave me a chance to just get out and really just take pictures. What camera do you have? The Canon. I have the Canon, what, 3DS? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Or no, 3D. Is that it? The EOS 3D? Yeah, EOS. Something like that? Something like that. Tyke's, it's Canon. I don't remember. Yeah. It's more for Tyke's video. The Canon guy. What is it? Does that sound right? The Canon 3D? 5D. 5D, that's what it is. Okay. 5D. All right. Got my num- yeah, got my numbers all mixed up. <laughs> 3D might have been like 1990, I think. Yeah. Backtracked a little bit. Yeah. Um, sweet. That's, uh, when did you get that in AAA? Like a year ago? Two years ago? Uh, t- well, so that one I got last year. So that's why I'm still shaky on the name i guess yeah but no i got i had the canon uh rebel t3i rebel that's what i started out with Dude, my boy clevenger got one of those uh he was like researching cameras all last year yeah um so he got uh yeah, go ahead yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> um yeah he, he was looking into cameras to do some uh like pictures and stuff of his kids and all that so he went with the rebel good starting camera for sure yeah it's a good camera for sure learn the basics and get your feet wet mm-hmm. how deep into it do you go do you go like you shoot raw you edit them the whole deal yeah raw and editing everything my editing skills aren't the best so still <laughs> i youtube most of mine kind of figure what we can do i feel like you're always trying to figure out a style mm-hmm that's the biggest thing I struggle with, too. Like, I look around and I'm like, oh, that's sick. I want to do that. It's teal and orange. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait. But this, like, faded, greenish, brownish, reddish is, like, super cool, too. I want to do that. And then my feed just looks all different janky because, like, I edit differently. So I had Which to, like... Which is pretty cool, though. You do different styles. I had to, like, lock myself down. Like, okay, I'm going to pick one for the next couple months or whatever just do that yeah um yeah it always changes you. But. yeah it always changes my instagram feed bothers me too i have a picture that just doesn't look like right or a video that looks out of place with the rest of the feed i just get so anal about it i'm not going to post that because it doesn't go with my feed even though i probably should but hey it's all on you you know yeah Gonna, that's the downfall of being like creative. 
I feel like is you just never are happy with what you're creating. So I always want to get better. There's always more like I'll look at something I took a week ago. Like, ah, oh, shoot, the composition is off here. The composition is mm -hmm. off there. Like, I'm not going to use that. I'll go take something else. And then I just never end up posting anything. I made a, like a, I made a video from time at the All-Star Game last year. Uh, edited it, finished it, and waited like four months to post it because I hated it. Like, I just see like the, I don't know. I see all the imperfections in it. So it's no, kind of annoying. <laughs> no, that's sometimes how I am. I'll have stuff that I haven't even even brought into Lightroom because I'm like, it's sick, but I don't know. Yeah. So you're at Adobe Creative Cloud? Yeah, right now. Uh, it's gonna do like, uh, what was it, for the Mac? Is it like X-Pro or something like that? Uh-huh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I use a, one of those. I use Affinity, because it's, uh, it's just like a one-time charge. I, just on principle, refuse to pay monthly charge for Adobe Creative Cloud. I, I mean, it makes sense. I didn't even hear about that. I never heard of it. Lightroom's better. Is it? I just, I just refuse, it just bothers me. I mean, I don't, I don't want to pay $10 a month. <laughs> I don't think I'm advanced to even use all the features on Lightroom. Yeah. So I'm, you know, probably wasting money yeah. a little bit, but. It's nice though, because you can sort you can sort all your pictures. It like yeah. archive or um, it houses all of them. Affinity doesn't do that. You have to dump each individual like picture in, and then you I'll can't apply it. same uh, the same edits and stuff to each. Like you have to dump in multiple pictures and really? edit, re-edit it and stuff. So it's kind of janky, but you don't got to pay the monthly fees though. That's right. <laughs> so um, taking back to the start of your like, what got you into business? Uh, what made you start the hunting company and like take me through that? Um, really just sitting around with my buddy and the whole Instagram thing was kind of like the new media. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you know what, why don't we start, um, you know, showing people like how we hunt and what we love to do. And he's in the Marines right now. So um, him and I were, I mean, that was the biggest thing. We were like, let's show people what we want to do and what other people uh, can learn from us mm -hmm. and then we had two other buddies that came on and um, it just hands on hands on deck right then after that we started uh, selling apparel getting um, you know camera equipment a lot of us we do self-filming so mm -hmm. we'll be in the tree stand basically filming ourselves filming the deer and uh, the challenge the challenge of that is just getting you know the footage while you're trying to execute yeah you know it's it adds that variable where you have to be even, you know, more, you know, in tune on what you're doing. No, no doubt. Multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, just really just trying to uh, bring out, you know, the hunting world and showing people like, you know, really what it's about, just nature in general, mm -hmm. and just being in the outdoors. What, uh, how long you been hunting for? Oh, uh, not too long. I'd say probably about seven years. Mm -hmm. My buddy, the one that actually started with me, he's the one that got me into it. 
So I, I didn't do too much, mostly just baseball when I was younger, you know, occasional camp trips where you go fishing. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's the one that taught me how to hunt and sat in the tree stand with him one day and I fell in love with it. Who's the better shot, you or him? <laughs> I'd say, uh, I haven't seen a shot recently, but he's got a pretty good shot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's the one that got me into bow hunting, so, I mean. So is that what you hunt, mostly bows? Yeah, bow. What, uh, I know very little about this, but some of the guys two years ago had their bows at the field, so they would take a target up, set it out in the outfield, and shoot yeah. you know, before the game. Uh, what bow do you use? And there's like pounds of pressure, right? Like a 40 yeah. pound, like how do they rate bows? Um, it's, I think the lowest is about 30, 35. Mm-hmm. And then it can get up, to, most of them get up to like 90. Mm-hmm. I'm at like 60. So when I used to hunt in Maryland when it was cold, like 20, 20 degrees, trying to pull that bow back after sitting for two hours in the cold, mm-hmm. doesn't feel too good. Mm-mm. So just tone it down a little bit to where you can, you know, not put too much pressure on your, which I think translates to baseball maybe somehow, some way. Um, just pulling a bow back and working the back muscles. I don't know. I, that might be a hidden theory. <laughs> Hunters are stronger? Uh, I mean, just more in tune with the little muscles. Mm-hmm. It's hard to train them. No doubt about that. Those are always the ones that screw you too. Yeah. It's never like, it was very rare to hear like a lat or a quad or something like that with pitchers. It's yeah. always like a small rotator cuff or flexor or something like that. Yeah, it's tough. But it could be, I'm not sure though. <laughs> <laughs> what um, What is the pounds of like a 60 pound bow versus a 30 pound bow? Like what's the difference? It's like how far they Yeah, so the or... feet per second would be lower. So mm-hmm. basically the arrow for coming off well, coming off the string, if you only got 30 pounds pushing, it's not the velocity is not going to be as high. So just having that more weight tension coming back through the arrow is really what kind of you know helps you get that stronger impact. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So you mostly hunt deer. Yeah. Well, I just moved out here to Arizona, so I'm gonna try and get onto like elk and. Um, there's a couple other animals, mule deer, so mm-hmm. that's the same thing, and uh, maybe even a turkey. A turkey? There yeah. you go. A little Thanksgiving. That's right. <laughs> what's your Thanksgiving meal? Like, what's your, what'd you eat growing up? What's your go-to? My dad, he started deep frying turkeys. Oh, yeah? So that's my go-to for turkey, deep fried turkey, stuffing, corn, mac and cheese. We kind of just do it like that with some uh, apple pie at the end. Oh, yeah? You have to have pie. Can't forget the pie. Can't forget the pie. Um, you're a cranberry sauce fan? No, my dad is not, not too much. I never really got into it. Just plain Jane. Maybe some gravy on the side. Sweet potatoes, pumpkin pie. I dabble, but not too. They're not my go-tos. Yeah. Stick to what you like. Yeah. Keep it simple. Could you back it up? Um, too. Do you have any like hunting stories that are like your craziest hunting story, or like maybe like your first experience, like you know, getting like a kill or whatever? Yeah, for sure. What was your first kill anyway? 
It was, Deer? Yeah, it was a whitetail. It was actually a buck, which was pretty crazy. How many points? Uh, seven. Wow. Yeah, he was a young. He was a young deer. He wasn't at his like he was probably about two and a half. Mm-hmm. Definitely had some more time growing, but it was. I was actually sitting across from one of my buddies that uh, owned the property. His name was Brandon. So he was probably 15 yards in front of me, and I was right here. And deer was coming from probably right around here. And I saw the deer before he did, but so it was basically walking right under him. And right before it got to him. Perfect broadside shot, 20 yards, and my buddy got to witness me shoot my first deer. Nailed it, huh? Yeah, it was probably one of the crazy. I mean, it's most adrenaline rush I've ever had. Like, no way. I promise you. Like, you, I mean, just sitting there and it's like nothing. You see nothing, and then something. You hear something in the background, and just leaves moving, and then you see a deer, and it's like I don't know how or why, but your heart just starts racing. <laughs> Like, more than more than playoffs, more than anything baseball. Yeah, I've never had this kind of feeling in my life, besides <laughs> sitting in a tree stand. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna have to try that then. It's something you have to experience. You an adrenaline junkie? A little bit. I I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's like skydiving or. See, not that, not that yeah. much. I mean, I never really. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it. Obviously, you know, the contract rules and stuff like that can't do that. But uh, <laughs> the way nah. it was. Oh, go ahead. Go. No, it's it's all right. The way it was explained to me is you just can't get hurt doing these things. Oh, is that right? <laughs> all right. Well, you heard it here. Here, here first. You got the secrets. That's crazy. What's in there though? It's like ping pong, uh, basketball. Um, Squash. Uh, I think pool is listed in there. I'm really? Cool. Yeah. I was I was going through the Forbidden Acts in my contract one like years ago. I was like, there's no way. Pool. Pool. Hmm. Yeah. That's weird. That's, well, I, I've broken the contract then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a pool table in my house. I, I play ping pong all the time. We have a ping pong table in the clubhouse. Yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> how's that work? Oh. Someone's breaking the rules. But, yeah, I don't know, man. The biggest adrenaline rush I got was probably, like, probably the Rajay Davis homer. I wasn't even playing. I was sitting in the bullpen when he hit the home run in the World Series. Yeah. It's like, went nuts. Blacked out. Don't remember what I did for the next, like, 30 minutes. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's the plan for the company? Like, what do you, um, like, where do you envision it going? What do you guys want to do with it? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we want to be able to, you know, the the show is uh, first what we want to get started, mm -hmm. making sure that we can get that underway, and and then just you know continue to teach. I think that's the biggest thing is is teach people about hunting and and really what it is. Uh, you know, just a lot of people think of it as just you know killing and and that's it but uh, you know really just where the food you know where your food goes uh, comes from and uh, you know helps feed the family and just being out in the nature I think is I mean just hearing crickets and stuff like that just nature watching them wake up is probably one of the best feelings <laughs> so trying to do that just teach and and really show people what hunting is about. 
you uh, you process everything. Um, like when you kill a deer, what all you get made? Summer sausage. Uh, mostly we we have a like a jalapeno cheese sausage that they put together, which is really good. Where do you get it made? Is it back? Um, well, when I used to live in Maryland, I used to go. It's uh, Sandy's special. Okay. So she uh, she unbelievable. If I can get you some, I might be able to see if we can send some out. I mean, you gotta have it. How'd you link up with her? Uh, they I lived right by him. It was just a deer processor processor that. Um, you know, chop the deer up for you um, if you didn't feel like doing it. But you could also, so what we did was we'd quarter the deer, put them in the cooler and have the roast for the hinds and then back straps for the grill. Mm -hmm. And then really you take your like grinded meat and they'll process it all for you. Oh man. You ever done it yourself? What's that? Make the bologna? Like process it and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it most of the time, yep. but if I'm like in a rush and I don't have time to really get, because it's like, probably takes about three hours to really, you know, get everything chopped up, because you got to quarter it, and then once you quarter it, you got to uh, take it off the, the bones and stuff like that, and really get more processed into it. Interesting. I don't think I could handle that. It's not too bad. You get used to it? Yeah. I mean, the skinning the deer is probably the, the longest part. Well, not too long, but just getting the hide off. Yeah. You get the head mounted for your first one? Yep. Sweet. Got to yeah. do that. Yeah. No, I was going to do it if it was a doe or, <laughs> or if it was a buck. Yep. I mean, that's one to remember. No doubt. You remember that more or your first pitch in the big leagues more? That. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's it's pretty crazy. Cool. It's crazy though. I mean, I remember the, the feeling of the debut and the first pitch, but just something about, I guess, because it was such a new experience to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously pitching in the big leagues was a new experience, but. Right. Um, but you've been pitching your whole life. That's baseball, yeah. you know? So it was like kind of a different like moment in my life that was like, dang, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I gotta, I gotta get out and try it, man. Yeah, it's, it's fun. So you said you grew, you did mostly baseball like growing up, right? Yeah. So what other, like you play travel ball, you have any? Yeah, I mean travel ball, I played basketball for a little bit, football obviously once we got older. I mean you can tell I didn't gain too much weight and I was probably about buck 40 in <laughs> high school. So going, <laughs> trying to play football as a quarterback and being able to play baseball wasn't a good mix. Yeah. So didn't really follow with that, and basketball was pretty good. Once I got towards high school, I just started playing like LA Fitness, and because you know fall ball and all that baseball stuff starts really coming through. Get some good pickup games going. Yeah, with your buddies all the time. I mean, it was just mostly random people in the gym. Oh yeah. We just hop in and pick five, and then whoever loses hops <laughs> off, and you pick your new your new that group. That sounds fun. Yeah. It's all. That's always fun. Good cardio. No doubt. Good cardio. Great game. It's fun too. Like, that's the worst part. It's like, okay, day after you pitch, go run. You're like, just <laughs> back and forth or whatever. Or run around but, in circles. Yeah, playing soccer. We like, we kick a soccer ball around for all the time. Um, little short games of soccer. Basketball is great. I, I really love playing racquetball. Mm. Um, 
Because it's like short little bursts, yeah. you know? But your heart rate gets up there and you don't even really realize it. Yeah. I used to go and play with my dad all the time at, uh, I forget, might have been LA Fitness, but I forget where it was. But yeah, we played racquetball all the time. Uh, and then, you know, you get to college and it's all just run, run the track, <laughs> run the stadium stairs, run whatever. I could, all the imagine. I could only imagine. You went to college, right? You were I did A-N? not, no, nope. nope. I went uh, high school, out of high school with the Orioles. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so I didn't get to experience the college life. What was that like, jumping straight from high school like into pro ball? Uh, I think it was more so uh, a quick life uh, kind of experience because, you know, as a kid, you're always with your parents and then you get immediately done high school, you go out and Obviously, playing baseball was definitely nice, but living on your own, I mean, never really lived on my own. Yeah. So, just really trying to learn learn life. Do you have a, is it like a story that yet that typified, like, learning curve? Or like a, a mess up or something like that that happened freshman year? Um, I think... In high school, it was like my sophomore year just came in and just kept giving up bombs. <laughs> and I was like... Sounds like the majority of my big league career. I was like, man, I got to figure something out. And obviously, I was only throwing 80, 80 miles per hour, so really had to figure out uh, how to be consistent with myself. And I think after, like, giving up, multiple multiple bombs back to back to back yep. it was like man you gotta figure something out so that's kind of where it started up pitching inside as well um for me you know being able to make hitters uncomfortable inside that's what i found out yeah was really what super important helped me out you had a huge velo jump though right like, if you're throwing 80 in high school, like, when did you... Yeah, so it was, like, 80 in high school. Uh, when I left high school, it was, like, 87. Mm-hmm. And then got in the pro ball. I think got up into the 90s, 91. I really... And then I think the biggest jump was moving to... I think it was 2015. I went and I did a game in the bullpen. And it just came out of nowhere. And I think, really, for me, it was, like coming in really learning how to use all my body parts to really get down the mound and I guess it just once I started growing into my body more putting a little bit more weight on it started the velocity started coming yeah how how much do you weigh now about 178 180 damn yeah spring training makes you lose weight all the running yeah no doubt (laughs) I've been trying. I've been struggling trying to keep it on. I usually hang out around 205, but I've been like dipping below 200 this spring. Gotta, yeah, that's a goal. Gotta get, get up more. 200. You trying to get up there? I was trying, but it's not working. So <laughs> I kind of stopped trying. You just have a just like a super fast metabolism, or yeah. I mean, I eat so much, but yeah, just nothing. Don't put it on. Hmm. I was. Uh, I went to. So I graduated high school half a year early. So I was 17 when I went to college at six feet, 165 pounds. And so I know, I know the struggle. I left college after trying to put weight on. Like I left college at uh, six feet, 172, something like that. So I know the struggle. 
stuff. At one, at one point, you just say, screw it. <laughs> well, you already throw 100, so it probably doesn't matter. I've never thrown 100. You've never gotten to 100? Never. What's the highest you've gotten? Uh, I think maybe 98. I feel like you were just consistently like 97, 98 in the playoffs last year. Like everything I saw was like, or maybe the TV guns were juiced. I don't know. Maybe. I remember watching it. It was like. <laughs> well, if it's at 100, I'm claiming it. <laughs> if it's at 100, I'm in there. I don't know. Yeah, that. Uh, I got I got 100 on a board one time in 2014, I think. Dang. Yeah, in the stadium. But I guess I didn't know this at the time. But I guess a bunch of the pitchers were complaining because the, the velo boards seemed down. Yeah. It was early in the season. It's Cleveland. It's cold. They didn't like looking up and seeing like 90, 91, 92, you know? So they had the stadium bump up the guns by a mile and a half. And so I was in the minor leagues to start that year. And I came up and the first start I had, I saw like 100 on the board three times. I was like, that's sick. I did it. And then later I found out that it was only like 98 and a half or something, you know? It's like, Still. damn it. Fuego. I'm still trying to get there. I'm 0.2 miles an hour away, according to TrackMan. 99.8. Brutal. You got to figure out how to get that point <laughs> 0.2. You'd think you could find point 0.2 somewhere, you know? You would think. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You know, how do you translate to get that point 0.2? I'll let you know if I ever figure it out. <laughs> let you know. Where'd, uh, what happened to the hair? Oh, it's right back here. Oh, I see. Okay. Chilling. Got the best locks in all the big leagues? Yeah, I just let it chill up in there. What do you think about uh, Mike Clevenger's hair? It's solid. Who's got better hair, you or him? I'm going to have to say him. You're going him? Yeah, I think he's got... He's, his hair is long and it's... Mine... I See, mine just poofs out like a poodle. <laughs> so that's where, that's where I come in. I'm like, maybe it's not the best. A lot of product. Oh, got to make it look good. I was hoping you'd say you. I wanted to wear him out for that. I wear him out for it all the time. I'm like, oh, Hater's got better hair than you do. Oh, shoot. He gets all mad about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, dang. No, I think he does for sure. Yeah. He's so proud of it, man. He's always, like, grooming it. And like. Yeah. And that's why he's got the best hair. <laughs> he takes probably way more care of it than I do. All right, all right. See, mine's in a bun right now. He'd be having his chill down. Oh, yeah. He had his all over the place. We had him, we had him on earlier this season. He, all over the place. Just letting it ride. You ever met him? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. We got to get you guys to meet each other. <laughs> He's a great dude. Yeah, he seems He's like a great dude. Yeah, I've got 100 in October 2018. You got 99 in July 2017. Oh, uh, you? Hater. For me? Yeah. See? 100? Hater, 100. 100 in October 2017. Or 2018, excuse me. 100? Playoffs. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Dude, you were throwing fuego in the playoffs. A hundred. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's news to me. Hey, well, you heard it here first. Josh Hader throws a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's crazy. How you guys looking this year? Good. You, got, you guys got everybody back. Yeah, I, th I believe we might be getting Craig Kimbrell. Kim Kimbrel? Kimbrel. Is that right? Yeah. That's what I thought. You meet him at the All-Star game? No. No? Good dude. He was on the AL side. Yeah. We said, I, I didn't know if you like saw him walking around or whatever. Yeah, no. But, I mean, he's nasty. Yeah. CK. That's what I should call him. 
Yeah, I just remember like he looks like a, like a, it looks like he's gonna take your head off when he's yeah, on the ground. Yeah, he looks like, like a mean dude. Yeah, he's like he he was not at all what I expected. Like his on-field presence is completely different than just like shooting the breeze with him and talking and stuff. Just Good pretty dude. chill. Yeah, super relaxed. Not at all what you'd expect. Like you see him out there throwing. 100 punching dudes out like looking mean and stuff like that and you're like oh this guy's a killer and then you get him off the field he's like that's this dude's awesome that's great cool you guys got uh what do you think of jesus aguilar i love him i love Jesus. yeah he's played with him a couple years in triple a yeah i love jesus he i mean one we gotta say and you know it (laughs) what how'd that come about he just always says it like anything anything he says and you'd be like and you know it. <laughs> Aggie. You guys do a bod pod testing, like a body composition stuff in the in spring training? Maybe a little bit, but not too often. Put you in the cube and like, or the little oh, like, no. seat and like close the thing on you? No, no, I have Dude. no idea what that is. So, all right, so it's like a seat. It looks like a, like a, it's almost like a pill shape. Really? Uh, like if you cut a pill in half, it kind of looks like that. And it's got a door that opens up, and inside there's a seat, kind of like what I'm sitting in now, and you just sit there. They close the door, so you're enclosed in this thing. They pump air into it, and it <clears throat> measures your body composition. Really? So we do this every spring training with the Indians to get a baseline of, like, where we came into camp and stuff, you know? So Aggie is uh, scared of being enclosed yeah. in anything. He's just terrified of it. So we, like... Would try to put him in the bod pod, and he'd sit down, and he'd be like nervous, like trembling. And then as soon as they go to close the door, he just like bust out of it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was. We always used to joke with him about it, but he's like dead serious, like couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't. But that dude's awesome. Yeah, he's a man. I remember there was a time. I got a great story about him. So Michael Brantley got hurt, and was doing rehab in AAA. Okay. Aggie's down there, and Michael Fulmer's pitching. Um, first, so Brantley's telling me this story. He's like, Aggie's going to be a big leaguer. This is the moment I knew. Comes up. Uh, first at bat, hits a homer. Like, spits. Sounds right. Yeah. That's about all he does, right? <laughs> he just rakes. Hits a homer, like, spits. Like, at Fulmer. I was like, do you guys have history? I guess they had some history or something in the minor leagues. Like, he'd gotten hit a couple times or something. Fulmer hit him. So he takes him deep, spits at him. Comes up the next time. Punches out. Talks shit on the way back to the dugout after punching out. Comes up a third time. First pitch, like, brushes him back at, like, 99. The next one's 99. He hits it out again. Like, bat flips him. Golly. Thank you, sir. Not something I'd like, I'd ever seen out of Aggie, but Brantley came back. He's like, this is like the most unbelievable thing I'd ever seen. Like, I've never seen someone do that before. Like, that dude's going to be a big leaguer. And you know it. And you know it. <laughs> that is the truth. What, uh, you guys had this, or he had this, uh, he'd like go and stomp and stare at the camera. Oh, yeah. Right? After, yep. How'd that get started? I'm not really sure. Just kind of something he did? I don't, I don't spend enough time in the dugout to find out those. Uh, that's true. I just like seeing them. Yeah. What do you guys What do you guys do in the bullpen? What's the uh, any like any games you play? Any 
Just chilling. Hang out. Just nothing. Chilling. You guys play music? No. No. God, so boring, man. What do you mean, play music? We're watching baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Our bullpen takes a speaker down there, like, plays music and. What? Oh, yeah. Damn. Full disclosure, we, uh, are you a fantasy football guy? Mm-mm. Are you a sports fan in, all, in general or a little bit? A little bit. I'll watch it. Like basketball or what do you? Yeah, I'll watch it, but I'm, yeah. I'm not like, I'm going to cheer on this team. Like. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So anyway, during fantasy football season, like we have a big clubhouse, like fantasy football thing in the off season. So we have our draft and it's about a month left in the season. So they'll have like iPads and phones set up. Okay. Just watching the watching all the football games, like in the first couple innings of the game. Sunday day games, like they have NFL ticket down yeah. there. Like, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that stuff, they get after it at NLR side too. I just, one time I did it, and it was supposed to be a cash game. Ended up winning the fantasy league, and then it ended up not being a cash game anymore. So I was like, nah, I'm good. They didn't pay you? No, they didn't pay me. What the heck? Yeah, that's what I, that's why I just quit. I was like, all right, I'm done. That's brutal. Was that in the big leagues or the minor leagues? No, it was it was like in-house, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's brutal, man. Oh well, what you gonna do? I mean, it was twenty dollars. Obviously, it would be pretty tight to to get those winnings, but <laughs> it didn't hurt me because I didn't pay twenty dollars to get in. It was more like we're gonna pay twenty dollars at the end. We'll pay, kind of thing. And then at the end, we never paid. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Gotta get the money up front. Gotta get the money up front. Lesson learned. Yeah, no doubt. You been you go to any sports events in the off season or you spend most of your time hunting or Um We'll go to hockey games every now and then. This year wasn't too much of one, but we didn't even do too much. Out here in Arizona? Yeah. When did you move out here? Uh up north, like Peoria area. Oh, that's not bad. No. That's you guys are in, where's your spring training complex? Maryvale. Maryvale, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad drive. Pretty close. Get a house. Straight highway. Yeah. Yeah, it's a house. How many square feet you got? Mm. Maria? Phoning a friend. Square footage of the house? Our house? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's twice my house it's in Texas. A beautiful, it's a beautiful home. <laughs> yeah. I figured we we're going to grow into it, have our kids and everything, so. Yeah. Why not plan ahead for that? No instead doubt. Of spending double the money just to upgrade. No doubt about that. Yeah. You can get property out here pretty cheap, too. It's a good buyer's market. Some areas, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's definitely, I mean, I love it here. Can't beat it. How long did you spend looking for it? About a year, I say we started. I mean, we we'd mess around, look at Zillow every now and then, but we yeah. didn't really get into it until probably beginning of last season, I'd say. Yeah. Just start looking. Make it to the big leagues for a full year, you can start living life a little bit. Life changing. Yeah, no doubt. Life changing. You signed for a lot in the draft, or not really? Uh, not so much. I mean, it was a lot of money, but it wasn't like in the millions. Yeah. So you lived the whole 
minor league, making 400 a paycheck. And oh yeah, I had to ask my dad for for some help every now and then. Working the off season. Where'd you work? Uh, well, at first I ended up doing uh, so he works at a collision shop. Oh yeah. And we did. Um, I'd pick up garbage and uh, do whatever, kind of cleaning up stuff around the shop. Mm-hmm. And then the next job I had was it was called uh, a, what was it Olympia? It's like a sport, little sports store. Okay. So just doing retail with that. Just stuff to kind of do part time and mm-hmm. still get the work in, make some money to to when, do that. When did you stop working at those places? When you made it to the big leagues, or uh, it was the my forty man year. So mm-hmm. two thousand and sixteen was the last. That was my last job working at uh, the collision shop with my dad, picking up trash and washing cars. And I think that was sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Because seventeen, I was I debuted. Yeah. Any cool cars roll through the collision shop? Um, not anything crazy that I can remember. Not a car guy? I mean, I don't mind them at all. Like the old school cars, Mustangs and mm. the 57 Bel Airs and stuff like that. My dad, he's, he did a lot of collision, so he remodeled a, I, wanna, I don't remember the exact year, but it was a dart, completely redid it. And I mean, it took him about a year to, from full, like repair and everything. Turned out pretty sweet, but just you know, never really got into the full detail. Just like dabbled into it a little bit. Yeah. Mostly, um, what was it? Need for Speed Midnight Club. Mm. That's about that's about as close as I okay. got to, to cars. <laughs> Need for Speed. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Throwback. Yeah, I didn't get into cars until really like three or four years ago. I had I had no interest in them growing up at all. And then I, uh, <laughs> my little, so I got a car, I got a, well, a truck in uh, high school, my junior year, we called it the Buster Buggy. Mm-hmm. My dad and I call each other Buster, uh, so we called it the Buster Buggy. And it's a little two-seater, Stick shift, roll windows, like whole nine yards. Good first car. Mm-hmm. Love that thing. So that was 07. In 2012, uh, I was driving from Reno to Sacramento, AAA playoffs, and the tire blew out. I was coming down a mountain road, mm-hmm. and the back right tire blew out, swerved this way to the right right towards a cliff i know you're supposed to like steer with it but had to whip it back around yeah so i wouldn't go off the cliff was heading straight for the median but the median wasn't just like a guardrail it was like a like concrete wall yeah like a wall face because the other lanes coming the other way were up top yeah so i like whipped back around ended up slamming the back end of the car into the uh, into the wall and like bounced and somehow like parallel parked it what? I got super lucky. I mean, I dented, I dented the whole back end up and stuff like that, but you stayed alive. Got it fixed, and then, um, yeah, my dad was like, "You need to get yourself a new car. Uh, can't have the can't have the Buster buggy blown out on you like that. It's dangerous." Yeah, for sure. So he took my truck. <laughs> I was like, "I'll just get you a new car because you need one too." 
And then I'll keep the buster buggy. He's like, no. And he took the, he took my truck. It's unbelievable. Still have it? He does. I actually just got him a new truck this uh, Christmas. So he's giving um, he's giving the buster buggy to a client or a, a student of his. There you go. He's a, he gives pitching lessons and whatnot. So. Oh, that's awesome. One of the kids, actually, the kid's going to UCLA, so. I drove my truck all the time through my time at UCLA, so it's gonna make its return. Kind of a little cool. homecoming action mm -hmm. for it. That's right. You seem like you're pretty close with your dad. You have a good relationship growing up. Yeah, uh, he's he's the guy I live with mostly. Um, teaching me baseball, he coached me all the way up to about nine, ten years old. Oh yeah. Did yeah. he play? Uh, not professionally, no, but he. Pretty much high school, mm -hmm. kind of stopped after that. So baseball's been like a your entire life thing, or when did you get into it? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's I've since I was three, I started playing, and kind of just always been around it. He loved it, and I loved it. So there was no reason not to always be doing it. You go out in the front yard and like play catch, or yeah, we what we used to do. At one point, we used to have a little wiffle ball stadium in our backyard. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just throw down bases and kind of have, like, the fence, like, we played it in the back side, so the house was, like, our green monster. Mm. But it was on the right field side. And then just kind of played like that. How old were you? Maybe, like, 10? Yeah. Maybe. Are you swinging one of, the, like, the yellow, like, thin wiffle ball bats? Yeah, we used to juice them up with electrical tape. So that helps? Yeah, it crushes them. You, oh. you put it like electrical tape around the, the top of the barrel, and then once it hits the wiffle ball, it's just like a solid, it's like cork bat. <laughs> I, we never juiced our wiffle ball bats, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you play just like the, the traditional wiffle ball, or did you play with like the crazy, like... It was like the, ha it was like the half one. Yeah. That moved all that over the place. That was a crazy one. Yeah. yeah, those things. You hit that? Tried to. That's why I'm a pitcher now. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't really work out in my favor, but I I tried to. Those things move all over the place, man. That's nuts. I was um. I think they have leagues in Florida. Yeah. Dude, and people get crazy about it. Oh yeah, I was watching videos and dudes were basically bringing them all the way out to this left wall and just bringing them straight into the little strike zone they got. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'd have no shot. Absolutely none. No, not with any of that. You ever wanna like, you ever wanna get in the box and take a, take in a bat in the big leagues or you're just? I have and I didn't like it. You got in the bat? Yeah, I got a couple. How'd that come about? Uh, just being long inning relief and mm -hmm. Being able to get the multiple innings. Who'd you face? Mm, I faced Hendricks one time, and then Baez. Oh, that was that wasn't fun. <laughs> um, Baez with with the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Just nine, like sinking, just ninety fuzz. Just yeah. I just had no chance. Yep. Mm, that's about the two I remember. No hits? One. You got a hit? Mm-hmm. Off Hendricks. Yeah, this is so brutal, man. I only have one big league hit, and the reliever's got more hits, or the same amount of hits that I do. Last year, 
I mean, we had Suter hit a bomb. We had Woodruff yeah, hit a bomb. Yeah, I know bombs. Suter hit a bomb because he hit it off Kluber. Mm -hmm. That was a tank. That ball hit like all the way up on the top of the wall in the center. Them guys can swing it. It's unbelievable. I was so shocked when that happened because it's like, oh, reliever's hitting like, yeah, this is an automatic out. Whack! Okay, guess not. Yeah, you can't be sneaky with them. You really swing it. So you got Hendricks? Was that in Chicago? No, it was at home. At home? What pitch was it? I think it was like a two-seamer. Mm-hmm. And I was You swing righty or lefty? Lefty. Lefty. I was super late. <laughs> kind of dragged my bat through the zone. Got lucky. Mm-hmm. Spread it the other way. I got Arietta in Chicago. Really? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a sick feeling? Same, yeah. Same type of thing. I was late, I stepped out, I opened up, I think my eyes were closed. Mm-hmm. And just like ran into one. Basically he hit my barrel, so thanks Jake, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, but, that's how it is, for me at least. Yeah, I never could hit growing up. It was, uh, it was so frustrating. I love playing shortstop, but I couldn't hit. So I got to high school and they just like made me a defensive replacement so I could get like one inning at shortstop. And then after a year of that, they're like, you're just gonna pitch. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't just be a defensive replacement. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, that's how the hitting never went well for me. Yeah. Especially when guys started throwing nasty curveballs. Mm hmm. No shot. Yeah. What's the what's the show you guys are doing? You guys gonna self uh, like self film it like you said or for stricken outdoors or mm -hmm. for yeah for stricken outdoors. Um, it's just basically yeah it's just hunting show, and well since we are most of the time our time schedules aren't the same, mm -hmm. we'll basically self film ourselves. Mm-hmm. And basically try and get every footage thing that you can possibly do, mm -hmm. which is tough. That's that's the thing, but uh, it's fun learning about it. You got like tripods and stuff? or Yeah, tripods. You got uh, a selfie stick? For my GoPro, I do, mm -hmm. but not for like anything bigger. Mm -hmm. We had uh, we had one. It was like fourth, fourth camera arm or fourth arrow camera arms. They got like a six foot thing that you just attach to the tree and you slide it out. So you got a six foot arm with a, with a GoPro just looking at you. Oh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool perspective. Yeah. They, they, they got a lot, of, a lot of that stuff for hunting because you gotta be so quiet. And oh yeah. Basically like set your, t set your spot up and gotta roll the cameras, you can't really, like, cause someone, something comes along, you can't really be like pressing record and scrambling around, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. You like to travel? I do. Where Not too much like tourist, touristy things like mm -hmm. that, but I like to, uh, I'd say Maria likes to, she likes to do the tourist things. But we've been to, we actually went to Mexico. That was my first time. And, what part? Uh, it's called Saltillo. I've never heard of it. It's pretty nice. Um, we had a great time, met our whole family, but 
Um, that was definitely one of the craziest experiences for me, um, just being in a different culture and eating some good Mexican food. Uh -huh. Can't beat it. Um, we went to New York. We liked New York. And then L.A., San Diego. Mostly, obviously, with baseball, it helps us out traveling a lot. Mm -hmm. But nothing over any country, any other countries. Just Mexico? Mexico, yep. How long were you down there for? Just probably 10 days, I'd say. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, it was good. And we had, our, actually, we had our puppy, uh, Riggins. So he was about, I want to say, three months. Oh, you're a dog guy, huh? Yeah, I love dogs. What kind of, what kind of dog? We have a mini Aussie. So he's six months now. He's a man. He's, they're so smart and yeah, like, loyal. Yeah, take him out hunting with you? Not yet, not yet. We plan to. I want to. I take him out fishing all the time. Put yeah. him on the boat. We just chill. And you got a lake by or? Lake Pleasant. Oh, so you fish up here, Lake Pleasant? Yeah. Okay. We we were trying. We went to Saguaro a couple of days ago. Just try and move around. There's a bunch of like uh, California. Try going out towards that way, kind of. Hit those lakes that are kind of in between us and them. What's your favorite thing to fish for? Bass mostly. Yeah. That's about, or if you're going saltwater, uh, redfish. Mm -hmm. Redfish are, are really fun to catch. You fish in, uh, where'd you fish saltwater? Uh, Corpus Christi and then oh, Biloxi. Right. We had double A for the brewers in Biloxi, Mississippi. I feel like I. I know I played in Biloxi. That's Southern League, right? Yeah, Southern League. I think they were, where were they before? No, I don't think they were. They weren't in Biloxi. They were in Nashville, maybe. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Biloxi's really nice. There's a casino there, right? Yep. Okay. Multiple. That's what I remember from it. <laughs> yeah. The guys would always go to the Biloxi Casino. Yep. They're always talking about that. Yeah, it's right across from the hotel and the stadium. So get down the stadium, go get some like Waffle House, and then hit the casino up. You a gambler? No, no. I stopped. I, for instance, I went there one time, lost $400, and I said, I'll never go back again. <laughs> That'll do it to you, man. And I was like, nope. That'll do it to you. I like, I like gambling. It's fun. I just refuse to do it anywhere but Vegas. Yeah. For that reason, because I just, I don't want to. How's Vegas? I've never been. We were thinking about going. Do you like a large group of people? Not really. I don't really, I just like chilling. Yeah. Just as, as low and calm as possible. <laughs> Vegas is not your spot then. That place is nuts. Really? 24-7? Um, like 48-7. <laughs> like is like double time. Jeez. It's ridiculous, man. I can't. So like I don't like, I like my space. I like, you know, being able to look out and see some trees and like move around a little bit. I don't like yeah. being, you know, I get claustrophobic when I'm, like when I'm in New York, I get claustrophobic because it's just the city feels like it's just closing in on me. Vegas is by far the worst <laughs> of that feeling I've ever had in a city. Really? I mean, it is fun in some ways. Like the shows they have there are spectacular. Like seeing like Cirque du Soleil, some of the magic shows, some entertainment, like oh, that I stuff. Imagine. Awesome. But it is just so like go, go, go. Like on the strip anyway. Yeah. But once you get out of that little spot, then it's just like wide open desert, which is yeah. super interesting. But I can only <clears throat> imagine. 
We played, uh, we had AAA. They were, I was in the Pacific League with Reno um, when I was with Arizona. So Vegas had the 51s, I think. Yeah, the 50, Area 51s. Yeah. yeah. That place was like jet, jet landing strip, just balls flying everywhere out of that park. You play there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like home it's run like, derby. It's like 440 to center with a big wall, and balls just go like way gone all yeah. the time. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, that but, place is, that place was crazy. Yeah. Cause you live right, we lived right into that casino. In, and, uh, in Reno. In Reno? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, we had a couple guys live there. I lived 10 minutes away, maybe, up by the, uh, you know, like the mountains are kind of right there. So we were yeah, like yeah, right yeah. at the base of the mountains. Yep. But it was nice up there, man. I, I enjoyed this, you know, the city. It was, fine for a pitcher it was no good obviously but I went I got called up I get there like an hour before the game and I'm just watching because I'm pitching the next day and there is the final score of the game was like 21 to 16 or <laughs> something like that um, just like 42 hits and 12 homers and something like that I was just like watching it's like sounds about right I got a pitch here tomorrow <laughs> How is this going to go down? But, yeah. It was fun. I, I enjoyed that place. Yeah, I mean, you get to experience different different places. That's the crazy part about it. Never know where you end up. Yeah. There's some places in the minor leagues, man. Some played in... I can't even remember where we played. Mobile. We had our clubhouse get flooded. Oh yeah, we did. We had that in Vermont one year in short season A ball. Like, it was like it got flooded. The like the sewer system or like I don't know what it was. It was maybe rain and sewer maybe. Yeah. But it was like up to our knees. It was like so the stadium in Vermont was right here, and we were on the back left side of it, underneath a big thing of bleachers. That was like a football field on either side. Yeah. And it just, I guess it rained so much and everything flooded right into that. Oh man. It was a mess. Your equipment get all messed up or? And luckily it was inside, so it didn't get too bad. Yeah. Cause they had it like on the floor from the top, they had like the little basically pool drawers and they were all up on top of that. Gotcha. So luckily, no. Man, what'd they, what'd they do? Nothing. They just, just drained it, it out, took sump pumps and drained got the it. water out. I'm assuming you guys didn't play that day. I don't think so. No, it definitely yeah. rained out. I think. Yeah. You got any other any other minor league stories? Uh, not off the top of my head. Let me see if I can think of any. But travel, bus rides, like. Bus rides were crazy. When we were in Corpus, they were always fun. We always played cards, or then we do what you'd say: get the gamey's uh, TV monitor, throw it up, and we just play like FIFA, MLB. Stuff like that, but I wouldn't say anything too crazy. Hmm. We had, uh, we're in AAA. I'm in, I'm playing in, uh, one of, oh, Columbus. I don't know why I blanked on that, <laughs> but I'm playing in Columbus right after I got traded over to, uh, to Cleveland. And we took bus rides the entire, uh, year except for two trips. Really? We had to fly. The bus rides were like 15 hours or something like that. So we had to fly. So we got up. 
you played PCL, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know about the flights. You get up at like four in the morning, you get there, take the first flight out, you land at like 10 in the morning and oh, yeah. try to sleep and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, it's rough. So we show up to the airport, like basically dead. We're just like so tired and like dragging all our stuff through the airport. And we get there and we go to check in. And normally, like the, uh, the trainer or whatever has our tickets and we'll hand them out to everybody as they come up and we yeah. go check our luggage and the whole deal. Well, we get there and we're all waiting for our trainer. I'm like, where's he at? You know? And he's up talking to the gate attendants. He's sitting there talking for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We're like, man, our flight's like soon. What's the deal? They messed up the days of our flight. No. So they had us flying out the next day instead of that morning. So we didn't have any tickets. Meanwhile, we were supposed to play that night at 7 in whatever city we were going to. No. So now we got, I mean, you know how it is. We travel with like 50 guys or whatever with all the staff and everything, everything, right? So now we're like, (laughs) for the next four hours, we're sitting in the airport trying to like do standby for the entire roster to get like, okay, well, we got two guys on this flight. You're going to go out of this gate. You got to go down here. All right, we got one guy on that one. They can get four guys on this one and like just in a small little regional airport, you know, because we're not going out of like Atlanta or... Yeah, you're in Ohio. Yeah, some small little... So I like, I wasn't pitching that night, thank God. I ended up taking like a noon flight and landing at 4.30. The game's at 7. So by the time we wait to get our luggage, 5 o'clock and like drive out to the stadium. Didn't even get to go to the hotel. We got all our actual bags, like uh, like suitcase and stuff, at the field in the clubhouse with all of our baseball stuff. At game time, 10 members sure. of our team were there. We tried to get the game pushed back. Like We had our manager, the starting pitcher, and nine position players. So we had, we had a backup infielder playing in the outfield. What? We had like, it, it was... It was unbelievable. Like as the game went along, like guys would just trickle in and be like throwing their uniforms on, like trying to get out there. Like it was, it was nuts. That's amazing. And we won. Wow. Yeah, we won that game somehow. Uh, that would be a game you definitely won. <laughs> Our starter, like, was the first one they put on, obviously. So he like got to the stadium like two hours before the game, and like obviously didn't have a chance to like eat or anything. Just threw his uniform on, like tried Golly. to get. Didn't have a bullpen catcher, so we got like position players sitting there warming the pitcher up, like in the bullpen and stuff like that. Jeez. It was the most minor league thing you'd ever seen, man. You gotta love it. Yes. Now you got a story for the ages. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got so many. What's that? You got a you got a mound visit? Any like good mound visits or uh not really. It's pretty simple. They don't say much. Yeah. Just I don't think I've ever had a crazy one. You have any? I got. I got a couple. Yeah, they, I haven't. I haven't had too many that say like crazy stuff. It's mostly just super simple. We uh. We're playing Minnesota, in uh, their AAA team. To, uh, not Toledo. I'm not sure. Where were we? I don't know. It doesn't matter. 
Minnesota's AAA team in 2014, whatever that is. We can add it in later. I'm pitching. I'm bored. Like, I have a .8 that year through, like, a month and a half, like, just waiting to get called up to the big leagues, just punching everybody out. I was, like, frustrated that I wasn't in the big leagues. Josh Tomlin started the year in AAA that year, and he had just got called up, like, a week before, before I did. Like, he was shoving, too. So I was happy for him, but I was just, like, super frustrated. Like, what do I got to do, you know? I go out there, I punch out, like, eight through the first four. I'm just sitting there in the dugout, like, getting more and more mad. Like, I'm just, I'm bored with this level. Like, I want to go to the big leagues. So I run out there for the fifth inning. I look behind the stadium, and there's just, like, big black storm clouds. Oh, just geez. ominous, like, the worst storm clouds you've ever seen. Like, well, I better hurry up and get to 10Ks before, you know. Before five. Before it rains out. Yeah. Throw my warm-up pitches, ball goes down, I get the ball back on the mound, and just like this massive gust of wind hits me. I look up, storm clouds are like accelerating. I look behind me and all the flags in the outfield are just like, like whipping in the wind, straight out, just <laughs> directly out. Like, oh, this is going to be good. Second pitch of the inning is like a fastball up and in. Guy jams it and pops it up to left. Of course, it just like blows all the way out. out. Falls like a foot behind the fence. Like, that's ridiculous. So now I'm getting mad. The next guy comes up. Throw him a change. He's a lefty. I throw him a change up. Hits it out dead center. But just like, just way gone. Just got up in the wind. Just way gone. Back to back. Then uh, I get the next guy out. Fourth guy of the inning hits a single to center. They proceed to hit three homers in a row after that, back to back to back. So I give up five homers this inning. Like cutter up and in, just bomb way over there. Like fastball down and away, pulls it, bomb way over there. Like Curveball is my best pitch. I throw that in there. The guy just like hits it out to center. It's like ridiculous. At this point, I'm sitting on the mountain laughing. You know, just dying of laughter. Like this is a joke. I don't know. I can't even be mad anymore. It's like I'm executing pitches, all of my pitches, and they're hitting them. It's a joke. Outruns our pitching coach. Sticks his hands in his pocket, you know, in front of his. Uh, he, he always stuck his hands like in the front of his uh, pants. Yeah. You know, kind of like leaned back and sat there. And he's like, "The hell's going on out here?" I'm like ah, that's a good question. Like, do you see anything? Cause I don't know what's going on. I've never seen anything like this. And he's like trying to play the whole like motivate you and kind of yell at you to snap you out of it yeah. hard, you know? And he's like, well, what I see is you're throwing the same pitch every single time. They're hitting the same pitch. And I'm like, well, I've, they've hit two fastballs, a changeup, a cutter, and a curveball. That's all I got. <laughs> and he's like, looks at my catcher, and he's like, well, they're not executed. Everything looks middle. It's all up. It all looks middle. We've got to execute pitches. My catcher's like, they've all been executed. They haven't been middle. They're all good pitches. And my pitching coach is sitting there. He like looks at my catcher, looks at me, and he goes, fuck! <laughs> and just runs back to the dugout. <laughs> yeah, I got no answer there. That. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the funniest stories. Like, That's hilarious. Just like the most like, ridiculous stuff that happens. And just like no explanation. It's like, well, that happened. Yeah. That was, uh, that was definitely memorable. That, the travel story, the, the airplane. Oh, dude, we took off 
Oh my goodness. You haven't played in Kansas City yet, right? Yeah, we have. You played in Kansas City? Yeah, last year, I believe. I think it was, yeah, last year. All right, so they got the big scoreboard in the center with yeah. the crown on it and stuff. Where Did you play there in the summer? Was it like nice? It was actually, I think I want to say it was in the kind of towards like the beginning of the year because it wasn't like, it wasn't steaming hot. It was okay. like in the chilly stage. Gotcha. Maybe May. So it is the, we're there in the middle of the summer. Oh, it is hot. Yeah. We're playing, it's like 10 o'clock at night. We're tied in the 11th inning. All of a sudden, all this trash starts blowing on the field. Just like upper deck, trash is blown out, like swirling wind out of nowhere. It's been nice the entire game. Trash going all over the field, popcorn blowing, napkins, like the whole deal. We're all looking around like, what is going on? Look up, here comes the storm clouds. And the umpires just like wave it off. Like rain delay, put the tarp on the field. We're like, it's not even raining. What are you talking about? Like confused. So we start running off the field. About halfway off the field, it just is a downpour. Oh, geez. Like just like, I mean, droplets like that big, just like you can hear it. Like you're getting hit and you're like, that kind of hurts. Like just as massive Dang. downpour. Make it off the field. Range just going sideways, like it's a it's a mess. Get off the field, it's like eleven o'clock at night. And our traveling secretary comes in and says, Y'all have twenty minutes to get out of here, or we're not getting out tonight at all. And you know how it is on travel day, it's like an hour after the games, like the bus, like it takes a while, you know? And we're like, What do you mean? He's like, They bang the game, it's done. If we don't take off in forty minutes, we are not taking off tonight. Dang. But the airport's like 25 minutes away. So it didn't add up. So we're like, okay. So everyone's just like running in the shower, like throwing their clothes on, shoving stuff in their bags, like trying to pay the clubbies, the medical staffs, like throwing stuff in drawers, like can't shut the drawers. They just have like two people closing it. It's just mass panic. Jeez. Get out, we get out of there in 20 minutes, hop on the bus. It is just a downpour, so we can't really book it to the airport. We get to the airport. 40 minutes on the nose everyone's like throwing luggage on the plane like getting drenched players are running on the plane it took us 50 minutes from the time they banged the game to get out of the clubhouse 25 minutes to the airport load all the stuff on the plane and start taxing we took off in it's the most scared i've ever been on a plane we took off and the plane was like bouncing back and forth, like really? rolling, like we dropped, like we took off, got jostled around and then dropped. And I thought the plane was going down and like took off again. I was just nuts. So we finally get above the storm and everyone's like, thank God, it's over. We're gonna be okay. Guys like pull up the Wi-Fi, start playing some thank cards, you know. Someone looks at their phone and goes, uh, did anyone check the weather in Cleveland? Like, no, what do you got? He's like, well, my wife just texted me. She says there's tornado warnings in Cleveland. We're like, uh, tornadoes? Like, is that safe to land in? Apparently, this was like a massive storm that was sweeping through, and there's tornado warnings in Cleveland, so now we're trying to land in the middle of tornado warnings, coming down... Oh man. Oh wow. You a chocolate guy? 
Yeah, that's about the only thing I eat. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Thanks, this sir. looks awesome. Thank you very much. Wow. So we start like coming into Cleveland. Everything's kind of smooth. And then it hits and we like drop like 100 feet. Bunch of players on the team are like scared of flying. So we're just like yelling at them like, oh, this is the one. We're going to crash. This is it. Everyone actually was kind of serious that we thought we were going to crash. Yeah. Plane just like bouncing around all sorts of different ways, like getting blown. Like you can feel it like trying to correct like left and right. So we hit the runway. Somehow we made it down. I don't know how. We hit the runway, bounce. The plane turns in the wind sideways. And we're like skidding down the runway like sideways. And the back of the plane is shifting this way. And like we made it down. I'm going to Toronto on Sunday. And I got to take a flight. And this is the story I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know that, man. But <laughs> hopefully you don't have to land in any tornado warnings. Because we basically know. took off out of one. And then landed in one, Golly. and it was just—it was a mess. Yeah, I don't know how that—I don't know how that plane didn't go down. But it gave me confidence, and now I'm like, if that, if a plane can make it through that, yeah, I'm good. Like planes, planes are never going down. Good point. <laughs> it was brutal, but yeah, it's just those stories you get in the big leagues, man. Like mm -hmm. different guys you play with, and it's a good time. It sure is. This cake, unbelievable. Cake is very good. I'm not a chocolate guy, and I like it, so it's probably a testament to how good it is. Jeez. What's your go-to meal? You get one meal. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yeah. Meatballs, just anything? Meat sauce, which is noodles. Classico, like sauce, something. Classico, love something that. Something simple, but. Spaghetti definitely my go-to, off the top. Don't have to think about it. Got I could not answer that question that quickly, so that's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, that's my go-to. You have Italian roots? Or? Uh, I don't believe so. Maybe Irish, German, I'm not sure. Yeah. I've never done the background check. Not a big thing in your family, like don't worry from or like Heritage or anything like that? I don't know. My parents are all into it. My dad was so excited to do his first DNA test. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I'm finally going to learn like where my family came from. Where he was German, but he lost contact with half his family when the wall went up. Mm -hmm. They were on East Germany. Well, not my dad, but my grandpa on my dad's side. And... Uh, so they lost contact with that half of the family. So now my dad's all excited with the new DNA stuff. And he's like, oh, it's great. I'm going to find out where I'm from. Yeah. So he does it. He's waiting like the three or four weeks it takes to get it back. And results finally come in. He's texting me. He's like, oh, I got my results today. I can't wait to see what they are. Comes back, no matches. Really? Nothing. He can't find out. Like, he's got no, no history. No one in his family has done one. He has no clue where he came from. Wow. Like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I was all excited. But... Yeah, he's, uh, as far as I know, I'm like half German, um, part, uh, like quarter Spanish, I think, and then just like a mix of a bunch really? of other stuff, yeah. Yeah, I always thought about doing that, like, uh, like, what is it, the DNA, I don't know, it's not Ancestry, is it? Yeah, is Ancestry, Yeah. 23andMe, and there's another one, but. Tudor did one, he was telling me about it, and I was like, eh, that'd be pretty sweet. 
tell me you were tell me you were part of the uh, Dumb and Dumber uh, oh, the skit. Video that yeah, we had? yeah. I was I was in the middle. That's right. I thought I remembered seeing yeah, you. Yeah, Suter, Suter and JJ. Those guys, unbelievable. Suter takes it to the next level when it, when it comes to acting. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. He flips the switch and it's just like game mode. How'd that idea, like, did he come to you and be like, "Hey, I want to do this. You in, you in for it?" Or was no, it like talk about in the clubhouse or? So it's our social media uh, lady. Her name's Caitlin. She. She thinks of this stuff, and then we also have a media team with mm -hmm. her. So they always come up with the little skits. Like we did this year, we did Mean Girls. <laughs> so we had like a little cafeteria scene where Yaz was coming in. So he was the new, the new girl kind mm -hmm. of thing, new new guy on the team. And we basically played it like the same scenario, but just like switched up words. Mm -hmm. So that was like the new thing this year. Last year, I think it was Sandlot and Spring Training. We did like the little backup skit for Sandlot. What a classic movie. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I think it was the 25th year anniversary last year. Yeah. Yeah. 20, yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite Sandlot character? I mean, Benny. I mean, he's just the man. <laughs> Mine's a dog. Oh, the dog. The beast? The yeah. The beast is sick. Just That's a huge like, dog. Yeah. Just the way that influenced like the entire movie, like this. Because when you're a kid, you know, everything seems like this monumental, like, obstacle. Oh, yeah. Like, trying to figure all this different stuff out, you know? Well, I just, I love that. And the pool scene, obviously, is, like, one of the best scenes in the movie. Flash. Big movie guy? Not really. I play video games pretty much. And if I'm not playing video games, I'm not doing much, much else. Exactly. the music. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch movies here and there, but not too big on it. I can't really rem remember the quotes. That's uh, what gets me when people just remember movie quotes. <laughs> it's like they'll watch it one time and then boom, they'll know the whole movie. I'm like, I barely even know what happened through the first one. <laughs> yeah, I watch it like three more times to remember it. Yeah, you ever feel left out of conversations because of that? No, I just listen. Just if listen. I if I'm not if I don't know what they're talking about or someone's talking about a movie, I'll just listen. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll intrigue me to watch it. Never know. Gotcha. You big You big in movies? I love watching movies. Um, some of my friends are like really big movie buffs where mm -hmm. they'll pick a movie apart. Like, oh, the story was here and this shot there and whatever. Like, I'm not that into it. Yeah. But, yeah, I like going to the movies, sitting down, like, being entertained for a couple hours. And just kind of lose track of whatever else is going on in life. For sure. Yeah. Go with a couple buddies, talk about it afterwards. It's fun. Yeah. Especially during season, because that's some of the only things you can do. You, know, you go to dinner, you go to the movies on an off day. Yeah. We play all the time, obviously, so. Yeah. It's just part of the, like, big league culture, I guess. But... Yeah, I believe that was, for, I forget what movie we went and saw. We saw it in uh, Cleveland when we came came over. I want to say it was, I don't remember what movie it was. No, it was coming out at the time. Yeah. Got, uh, when I first got called up, 
to uh, Arizona. They all took me out for a movie. We went to dinner and a movie. We had this coin. I gave everybody a coin. And you had to carry it with you at all times. I think I heard about this. Mm -hmm. And then if you went to dinner and they would like do a coin check, if you didn't have your coin, you were the one that had to pay. Yeah. So that's what I remember. Like I was about a week before I got sent down, and then I didn't come back up, and I got traded. Um, so I took the coin out of my wallet, but that was one of the things I remember. Like the first dinner, the first team dinner, they handed this like big coin. It's heavy too. Really. Just handed this like big coin. Like, hey, you got to keep this with you. If not, you have to pay for dinner. I'm like, oh gosh, well, yeah, there's 12 guys here and we're at an expensive steakhouse. Like, I'm not trying to pay for dinner. So. That thing's staying in my wallet. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I appreciate you coming out, man. This is great. It's good to meet you and shoot the breeze. Wish you all the best this year. You too, man. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And that's a wrap on this episode of Bauer Bites. Joining me next time is Carlos Carrasco, pizza connoisseur and clubhouse prankster. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watch underscore momentum and subscribe to our YouTube page, Watch Momentum, for more behind-the-scenes, player-driven content. Be kind, have a wonderful day, and I'll catch you all right here for the next episode of the Bauer Bites podcast. Yeah.